This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Today on the TMZ Podcast... Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek and Eric here. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, I want to start with some very, very sad news and very sudden news that we got late in the day yesterday. Christy Alley uh, passed away at the age of 71. Now, I was thinking about it as I was driving home. I get this alert and uh, and I think, you know, to the people in our room who are much younger than us. I don't think she's a name that really resonates, but to people our age, she was a, sort of a towering figure. She had this period where she was the biggest thing in television, movies, untouchable, sort of bridge that gap between film and television during an era when it was, those were largely separate spheres. Yeah. But she did both. Um, she came on Cheers in season six. Do you remember this? Yeah, she was the replacement for Shelley Long. For Shelley Long, which, you know, that was, she was like sort of doomed to failure at that. Yeah. And she succeeded at it. And, I kind of prefer the Rebecca years to the the Sam and Diane. Look, the show lasted for eleven seasons, so she basically served as much time on the show as Shelley Long, and I it's as much more. her show, maybe yeah. even a year more. Yeah. And Cheers, you know, it's a, it's one of those. It's not lost to time, but I think people appreciate Seinfeld and Friends. But Cheers, before them, was this juggernaut, the show, the show that everyone watched, the show that spawned a, a sort of uh, you know spinoffs. Frasier, one of the largest shows in history, is a spinoff of Cheers. It's yeah. just a character from Cheers who. who uh, who had his own show that was also a, a, a gigantic show. So Kirstie Alley, also in one of my favorite movies, personally, I wanted to sort of touch upon Look Who's Talking, because if you were my age, that movie was everything. It was the talking baby. She was the put-upon mother, sort of in the workplace. It had George Siegel. It had uh, Bruce Willis Bruce as the Wilson, voice. Bruce Willis John Travolta. John Travolta, who, who posted a touching tribute yes. to her. He's had a tough, I was thinking, yeah, he's had yeah. a tough time I saw recently. That, it's like, I saw the headlines like John Travolta post about, you know, his co-star that he'll see again. Like, he just said that about Olivia Newton-John. just lost Olivia Newton-John. And, and you know, that, for, for, for John Travolta, these were two towering figures in yeah. his life because he was always sort of, he was opposite Olivia Newton-John, obviously, in Greece and here in Look Who's Talking, which sounds like a throwaway comedy, but it really didn't feel that great. way at the time. It was, it was a, a big, hit. huge Made hit. A um, it had a sequel and everything with, who was the baby in the sequel? Roseanne. Roseanne Barr. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this movie was not just like a <laughs> Small indie comedy. These were big, big um, comedies. And then she had uh, Veronica's Closet. It was yes. another show on NBC. And uh, it, so she died at 71 after yeah. a battle with colon cancer. So very surprised. I think that's the thing. It was surprising to people. Very she surprised. was very private about that. It was apparently a short illness. Yeah, um, it can be very, very sudden. My father passed away from colon cancer. You should get your colonoscopies. They're yeah. very, very important. But uh, yeah, apparently a very quick uh, sort of aggressive cancer, I would assume, and yes. a swift illness that, that took her life. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Kirstie Alley because you also have to sort of put her in context. She's polarizing. She was polarizing. Here's the Tell thing. me a little bit about the other side of Kirstie Alley. So she was very, very outspoken, very conservative. Um, Scientologist. Scientologist. And she was a troll. In, in, a, in, a, like, yeah. like, in a fun sense, she enjoyed being a troll with people. She had no problem taking on her haters and sometimes... You know, yeah. She, she, I, I did not always agree with her. Yeah, look, I'll she vocally supported that. Trump and Giuliani for a period, although retracted her support of them at some point and said, she like, she supported this... Kanye like a month ago, right? Before, so, before it got, before more... it went really <laughs> yeah, far yeah. afield. Uh, um, Kirstie Alley was on his team. There and... were definitely things I disagreed with her about, uh, but it, it's one of those things. 
were I also loved so many things about her. Yes, I know. I mean, obviously, just the shows we grew up with, watching the movies, and for me as a Prince fan, you know, she appeared on one of his albums as a reporter in a bunch of uh, segues, yes. trying to get an interview with him. I always loved that. Um, she was complicated, but she wasn't hateable. Yes, she yeah, had these she sort also, of troll tendencies, but I was able to separate it with with Kirstie Alley for some reason yeah. that I'm not able to do with other celebrities because. She had this persona that was sort of brassy and outspoken in most of her roles, Rebecca. On, which is what on I Cheers, loved about her. Which is what you loved about her. She had this little raspy voice and she was sort of like, you know, very feisty. And it sort of matched with her personality, which sometimes got sort of offensive. Like, well, I'm not, I'm not going there with you, ma'am. But. Right. But it was Kirstie Alley. <laughs> and you sort Kirstie of like Alley. she was like loud and outspoken. So yeah, I loved and, Kirstie And Alley. she, you know, was a was a huge advocate for animals. Yes. And I always admired that about her. And, and she loved her grandchildren and always posted about like liking to cook for her grandchildren and, and things. Yeah. And, and one thing, and, and I don't want this to seem insensitive here, but remember she had a show called Fat Actress years yes. ago. And it was sort of a fictionalized version of herself because there was a point, Kirstie Alley was a stunningly beautiful woman. Yes. And, and there's a point where she gained some weight. And, and then she sort of made a show about that because so many people came after her. It was yes. cruel. It was mean. People were horrible to her. I remember that being For like, sure. like, why are you so awful about this? And then she made that show to kind of reclaim that and be like, yep, this is who I am. Yes. And you can't make me feel bad about myself. Yeah, she was one of the first sort of... Just unapologetic. Unapologetic about, about waking and sort of realistic about what happened. She became, I think, a spokesperson for Jenny Craig, I want to say. Yeah. And, you know, there were a few people who did this. I remember Oprah would, would was sort of yo-yo diet, but... You know, Kirstie Alley was a, a, a sex symbol for yes. a period of time. Oprah wasn't like that. Oprah was someone who everyone related to. Yeah. And it was like, oh, she struggles just like me. She, she Kirstie filled... Alley was like the hot woman. The hot and, woman. And who when she got this... a little bit older and gained a bit of weight, and she was always a beautiful woman. Yes. But people like, were just like, were cruel. People get mean. They were cruel They've done to it to her. Kathleen Turner. They've done yes. it to people who have, you know, just aged. Sybil Shepard, people yeah. like that. But Kirstie Alley, the way she handled it, you're right, with that actress was just... In her typical manner, she just took it head on. She's like, yeah. I know, I hear the whispers, I I, I know the, the and then mean she made comments. It, and then made a successful show out of it. She yeah. So because she was she, so much never... of what she did was so successful. Yeah, and you know the swiftness of this, I want to touch upon before we move on. Uh, you know, she was on Dancing with the Stars this year, twenty twenty two. So. It, this was why, why it felt so sudden. There was no sort of long decline that no, we witnessed. She was, she was very active on social media, as you said. She sometimes. was a very vibrant person. Again, even when yes. I completely disagreed with her and thought, well, she's lost her damn mind. Yes. Still, she, but she, she was who she was full every second. That's why it was just such a surprise. Like, like what do you mean Kirstie Alley died? That yes. can't be. Yeah. It's funny to see sort of how everything softens in death. I mean, all of the tributes are, are well well taken you know you know Chris Alley was a controversial figure uh, towards the end in some of in some of the things she said oh for years but she's that been just that sort of melts away you know John Travolta had nice things to say about her obviously and then even her ex-husband Parker Stevens yeah um just had a loving tribute I mean he he had a he, they were married for 14 years they had two children the children uh you know sort of posted a loving tribute to her and that's just it's just what death does. It sort of puts everything yeah. in perspective. I'm sure their marriage was fraught at times if they had ended in divorce in 1997, but you just it just adds that perspective. And it's really it's a really big loss. I think this will reverberate. I think it is something that people really care about, even if you even if she wasn't sort of top of mind. Kirstie Alley's death was is a big yeah. deal. And, and 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 yeah, things do soften when people pass. But even that, like, like I said, you know, I think you and I both had this sort of affection for. Her, yeah, and I always have. Even when I wildly completely disagreed with her on things and thought, wow, what a hot take that is. Yes. I never, it, I never like wrote her off. It wasn't like, oh, well, she's gone. I know. It, it never seemed so far afield that 
I was like, well, I'm done with Kirstie Alley. I can't stand her. I'm the I, same I way. I always, always had sort of an affection for and her. And I can't wait to show my kids, look who's talking to me. It stands <laughs> up. It's a beautiful movie, but it's not like watching a, like some some of the characters who have become problematic, a Woody Allen movie or something. Kirstie yeah. Alley was just sort of a She's figure. just someone She's I disagreed with. Yeah, you disagree with her politically, She's like, she was like, okay. the, like the aunt you argue with at Thanksgiving. That's right. That's right. She was the loudmouth, brassy aunt, and she'll be missed. She was such a huge voice. Uh, and, and dead at 71, I mean... As we age, it doesn't seem that old anymore. It does not seem that it old. It just doesn't seem that old. She also it's... seemed just like she like stopped aging years ago. Yes. Like, I kind of thought of Kirstie Alley sort of 50 for a very long time. Same. Same. She sort of had a frozen in time kind of look. Yeah. So, so yeah, Kirstie Alley passed away age of 71. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Let's move on to... Uh, the saga at GMA. Now, yeah. I don't think we are, uh, you know, morning show guys, but well, no, we're at work. Is, we're, <laughs> yeah, our morning show is out there in yeah. the newsroom, but this story has taken on a life of its own. So this is Amy Roback and TJ Holmes had uh, an affair at work. They work on uh, still have. They're, still they're, have. they're a couple. They are a couple. Both of them are separated and have, have have maintained that this was not a matter of infidelity on either part. They were separated from their, their spouses yeah, they, they when this started. They just happened to be going through this at the same time and it sort of drew them together, which does happen sometimes. But look, they are on screen of together course. and this is causing a lot of internal strife and whispers and sort of just an uncomfortable environment apparently at GMA. And GMA is such a rosy show. I mean, more shows unlike our office yeah they they traffic in like cheerfulness hey we got a cooking segment yeah, and yeah. we're making pancakes on air it's all smiles and all positivity to get your morning started Especially gma3 it's the that's right it's the the happy before you go to work version yes uh well apparently not as happy at work so they pulled them off the air for a period of time and a lot of people thought oh this is related to tj holmes had a separate affair with another woman named natasha singh who's a gma producer uh, right. um, at the show so they're saying look it's not about uh the situation with amy robach which which is ongoing as far as sure. we know it's not about his past relationship with a gma producer natasha singh what we're told is that this has just generally become a distraction at the office and this is not related to any specific affair but that there are whispers going on and this is obviously creating sort of something and an energy at the workplace that we don't want, and we want it to cool off. Now, we're told that Amy and TJ love their jobs and hope that this blows over and that they can continue on GMA. 
I think we're at a little bit of an inflection point, though. I, I I don't really know how you sort of pull up from this and then they just show up with their morning Joe. Yeah, and it's it's going to be even more intense when they come back. Yes. The thing that's odd, though, is because now it all pent up. They It'll... say it's become an internal and external distraction. Yes. What Meaning do they mean like, by that? I think they mean you know obviously behind the scenes in the newsroom there, it's probably kind of weird. Yeah. And that they think it's a distraction because how do you do the news at all when you are the news? Yes. And I get that, but. Ever since this story came out last week publicly, they were together. The ratings had gone up, yep. like a lot. So if you're the producers, yeah, it's a distraction, but it's a distraction putting eyes on your show. Yeah. So do you want to keep that? Yeah, look, I've, I've heard this argument that, look, it's getting huge ratings because people are just interested in watching how they interact. I think those are short-term ratings. Of yes, course. that's very important uh, to sort of get those clicks and get those eyeballs, but the long-term health of the show is dependent on it being consistent with its values and its tone, and I think this detracts from that. So while in the short-term, yeah, maybe more people are tuning into GMA to see TJ and Amy or or see the other hosts talk about TJ and Amy right. and, and Sort of, sort of refer to it in, in in various ways. I think it's unhealthy long term, and I think they, they the don't show. they don't want this. It's you, bad because for then the show. you then you can't take them seriously at all. Yes, it becomes about them, and that's what they, they're supposed to be vessels for the news, right? And right. and Harvey always hammers this as like we're we're out there to to disseminate the news. It's not about us, although we banter in the newsroom, yeah. and there can be sort of fun asides, and you sort of get to know the people as you're with them, and and that's important as well. But you don't want every story to be tinged with. Oh, those two are doing it in the back. Yeah, well, you know, it it's, became, just, it's just a distraction. It, it went, like, you know, when they on, on Friday were talking and TJ's like, oh, I don't want this week to end. It's been a great week. It's like, oh, geez. It was a little bit too much. You know, Jamie talked about it. She was like, they were laying it on a little thick. Yeah. It was the problem because they were avoiding the elephant in the room, but sort of winking at the audience. And yes, that's interesting. And I think that's why it got a rating spike is because they looked at each other right. and like, hey, Fridays are pretty crazy. And it, they're not exactly directly talking about it, but they are talking about it. But then it was just old. as awkward on on, old. on Monday when they weren't there. Yes. And the other hosts were like, they have the day off. Oh, do they? Yes. <laughs> like, that was all they said about it. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Here's what's fascinating to me. And I, I was thinking about it. The the morning show is, is the fictionalized version of these types of shows on Apple TV. Have right. you ever seen that show? I never did watch it. And but yeah. it traffics it. The reason it's so interesting to people, I think, is because these shows present such a rosy image. Obviously, you had the Today Show with Matt Lauer and Katie Couric. <laughs> there are no two that, sunnier that didn't dispositions. Too well. How did that one end as yeah, well? Not and, great. And people love it. They lap up when there is some sort of disconnect between the outward presentation and the behind the scenes. Well, now, with us, I don't think a scandal would ever sort of be as interesting well, because people one, think Well, you're TMZ. never going to have an affair because <laughs> <laughs> just nobody would. Listen, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah it's, I think it's the thing with those kind of shows where it's such a smiley facade, yes. like with you know Matt Lauer and all the allegations against him, or even just the battle between him and, and Ann Curry. Yeah. Like, you want to go back and watch it again and say, oh, can you see that they hate each other? You want clues. Yeah. Whereas the clues that we hate each other are right there. Oh, yeah. We'll I mean, I it. clearly don't like a lot of people in our room. <laughs> I have some fondness for you, although you sometimes have a very sharp tongue towards me, and it's it's you, fractured you, our relationship. You deserve it. Um, but it is, it, it's just interesting to me. I think you'll see these over and over again because people are complicated and messy, but the shows, GMA, Today Show, are not complicated and messy. No. I think you see this also with, like, you know, Extra and shows like that where it's like, hey, celebrity red carpet, and then you hear things about Mario Lopez, and you're like, oh, wow, he's, he really yeah. gets after it out there in Vegas, and people love that because they want to see what the real deal oh, is. Oh, even, even in, in, like, local news. Yes. I remember when I was a kid, there were the two anchors, 
And then he went, got divorced, you know, in a small town. Everybody mm-hmm. knew this. And then there were rumors he and the other anchor were dating. And then suddenly she had his last name. They got married. And it's like, ooh. It's huge. <laughs> it was a small town gossip. You know, we loved it. These will always be enduring objects of fascination. On a on a darker note, like the shows like Hogan's Heroes, you had like a, a guy oh, in the well, 60s. And he had this really dark sexual life. And it ended in tragedy. It was a scripted show as well, but it was also a happy comedy show. And then you would learn more about these people. So anyway, I think the TJ and Amy thing is is capturing that at this moment. Um, I didn't care much about them until this. I I didn't know who they were until like a couple of months ago. We got them when they ran the marathon. It was the first time I think I had ever heard of them. Uh, But it will be interesting to see how long they're gone. Yep. If they come back. And then when they do, what's it going to be like? I agree. And then the, the, the sequel drama will be if they split up. If they if they come back on the show and they're a couple and then they break up but they still have to anchor together, oh, I can't yeah. wait to see that. <laughs> How does this? All, I agree because you're right. There are so many storylines. It becomes a bit of a, a soap opera in in, in nested in, in a morning show, right? Because people are going to be wondering what is the next step of this. Because uh, you know maybe they you know ride off into the sunset and they have a very happy marriage. Possibly, but, uh, they both had happy marriages at one point and those ended. So you know marriages can curdle and and sure. relationships and, and can even you know if, if if you know by their story if it's true if like you no know, none of this happened before and just their marriages fell apart independently. Yeah. Well, then this is just kind of a rebound from two failed marriages. That's right. How long does that last? Maybe forever. Maybe. And no one is... Sometimes is ho- it can. They do seem like a cute couple. If you take a step back, they do have a sort of chemistry. I've watched more clips of them oh, now. Yeah. And, and there's a certain sort of uh, charm that TJ has. You can see why he's... Kind of, oh, he might. You might be attractive. the next hookup. I don't I know. Could be his next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm somewhat taken with him. Uh, oh, but we'll have to see. We'll continue following this saga because, as I said, it's just an enduring this, object of fascination. This is not over yet. All right. We'll see you guys next time. 